It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Good morning, Neverland. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, ho, it's Robin Williams. I'm fucking dead. What's up, everybody? Sats all gloves off. We're in the house. Um, this is your favorite podcast, your mom's second favorite podcast, and your dad's eighth favorite podcast. Ninth best podcast in the world, just so happens to be. Uh, what we do is we give hats off to those who deserve it, pats on the back, and gloves off to those who deserve it. That's a pat on the fanny. That's that's you running up to grandma and she's saying, no, 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 I ain't your mother. I don't have to take this. And she hits you with yeah. a switch. You know that's that a spanking girl? and not a West Hollywood spanking. A good old fashioned, I don't want it spanking. Yeah, not a, well, a West Hollywood spanking. You got to pay for that. Yeah, you got to pay. And- it's, it's actually, it's, it's next to the Abbey. It's called the Spank House, but it's spelled, house is spelled H-A-U-S. I heard it's a, like, a theme. This isn't an original thought, but I heard a comic at a, at an open mic. So there's some good talent in the open mic community. That's all I'm saying. But he was talking about how he lived in a town with a gay conversion camp and they would like put him in cages and shock him and stuff. And he's like, that's insane because you go to, I moved to West Hollywood and people are paying extra for that. You know? <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Like the guy who was like a BDSM guy, but he, I, I used to do, do, I used to do a joke about that, about, um, like a, a a guy that's closeted, so he becomes radicalized ISIS, but then he likes being tortured, so he keeps getting captured by Americans. So he's like, oh no, I don't know any secrets. <laughs> uh, Robin Williams is still dead. Robin Williams is still dead, unfortunately, but he's alive in our hearts. Um, I hate when they do that. They, they always do that on social media, where it'll be like a collage. It'll be like John Candy, John Belushi, Richard Pryor, uh, Chris Farley... Robin Williams, and it'll be like, pick three to bring back. And everyone picked, like, Richard Pryor and Robin Williams, and I was like, fuck that. Those guys gave us a lot of content. Uh, Chris Farley barely gave us anything. Yeah, bring back uh, Chris Farley and... uh, Robin Williams can be dead. He gave us so much stuff. Yeah, and Richard Pryor kind of like, you know, he could have even given us more stuff, but he was high on crack all the time. Yeah, I think that's that's a good summation. Um, that's pretty great. Like, um, not even really arguably. Like, he is the best comic of all time. That's what most people agree. Mm-hmm. And it's like, shit, I was just high on crack doing gay shit the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Think uh, how good I could have been if I was sober. I was at my mom's for Christmas, and uh, we, we were uh, speaking of Rob Williams. Uh, my uncle's going through a divorce, and it's messy. Um, his ex-wife's crazy, yada yada. But um, he's like, he's like, we're just out back, and I'm like cutting wood for my girl's Christmas present. And he's like, he's just standing next to me. He's like, man, I just, I just want to see my kids. And I was like, have you entertained at all, like the possibility of like a Miss Doubtfire situation? <laughs> Dress up like a British nanny. And, Hello, children. And he just like his face didn't even change expressions. He just like stared at me like like, like he just got back from Vietnam. I was like, I guess not, man. I love you. I'm sorry. Yeah, the struggle of not being able to see the kids. Yeah, just the the fact that like, well, she's like it's also a crazy divorce. Like she's calling his work and like, you know, just like lying, saying like he kidnapped somebody yesterday, and he's like, he's in the lab. I can go check on him. <laughs> What'd you get for Christmas? What What was your best present? Oh, what'd I get? I got a pair of sweats from my sister. Um, my my lady got me um, some infused olive oils. Okay. And, uh, oh, fermented honey. I don't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, that's that's my neighbor leaf blowing in the goddamn patio at fucking 7 o'clock at night for some reason. She'd been home all day. But anyway, uh, fermented honey. I got jalapeno onion and garlic fermented honeys but i don't know what to do with them um i guess they're marinades but they smell like dog shit Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's like you know that smell when you get you like cook vinegar i don't know i think i've cooked vinegar sounds awful but they smell good but uh, like 
I don't know. I applied heat. I tried it on a little piece of ham, and the ham tasted all right, but it stunk up the whole house like a fucking mustard gas. It's just some company. Like, what are we going to do with all this really old honey that nobody wants? Well, honey can't expire. I don't I think. Know. No, that's what they say. That's um, what they say. But throw some garlic in it. We'll we'll make it expire. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, no, but that, they preserve shit. That's how they found like the Dead Sea Scrolls. It's like the original Bible. It was just like written on like like in blood on sheepskin, and they just stuck that shit in honey and buried it underground. Um. Anyway, I do have some news up top I want to get to. Um, this is an, an update out of Turkmenistan. Get ready. It is now time for Turkmenistan news update. What the fuck's up? What the fuck's up? Thank you to our man on the street, lady on the street. Sorry, it's man on the street. Uh, it's Turkmenistan. They don't let ladies do real jobs like news anchor. So it's just a guy w- wearing a dress. It's the, it's, you go to the Middle East because like how Iran is like the best at sex change operations because they don't allow gay people where there's like, oh, you're gay. Well, you're a lady now. Uh, so like we need more women in entertainment. So it's just like Shakespeare where they just dress guys up like silly looking ladies. <laughs> and you know what? Like Miss Doubtfire. Um, so this is so we were talking before we started recording about the fucking vaccine. Spencer trusts it. I don't know. We'll see. His lady got it the other day. We'll see if she's, you know, gross fucking horns or whatever. But um, it might not even, uh, like, be a necessity at this point because straight out of Turkmenistan. No, they've always got the solutions. Like, all we do in America is we whine and we bitch and we go on Twitter. Turkmenistan is coming up with solutions. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In America, we're like, oh, my house is so stupid and not all made of marble. And he's like, well, why don't we make all the houses made of marble? And you're like, that's a great idea. So apparently he appointed a new like health minister, um, which minister always still sounds funny. But in this part of the world, it's, it's one of the few places that makes sense. You know, it's like Star Wars language. You know what I mean? We're like, like Germany doesn't have like a, a president. They have a chancellor. And you're like, that's not the right word. <laughs> like, don't, don't call it that. Yeah, but, um, they're not they they're not trainers. They're tennis shoes. OK, they're sneakers. Who has it? I think it might be us or maybe like France or something. They have like czars. So it's like the like the health czar. <laughs> like, that's kind of cool. You're Caesar of fucking the food pyramid. That's kind of tight. But um, apparently his new health minister is claiming that uh, the cure to COVID is licorice. Boom licorice and i'm not talking about red vines or twizzlers i'm talking good old-fashioned taste bad licorice um the the african-american licorice maybe like uh australian style you ever had aussie style licorice oh that's the best it's all soft it's always next like the beef jerky the homemade beef jerky at the 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 single owned standalone gas station yeah, it's always a big scam though, because you're like, "Ooh, it's it's licorice, but it's mango flavored," and then you're like, "1995 for yeah, four pieces? Yeah, right? It's still corn syrup, right?" Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is delicious, yeah. but those Aussies have a scam going. Oh no, yeah, but also, I mean, licorice. You have there's red vines. There's like red vines, and then Twizzlers has like the cherry, like the traditional. They have the yellow ones, which is like I don't even know what those are. It's just, it's not what, it's, even if it, you're like, okay, it's pineapple, you're like, it's not pineapple. Like, grape candy doesn't taste like grapes. Um, or there's black licorice, which nobody likes. Like, if you like black licorice, I just assume you eat, like, sunflower seeds with the shell and, like, other crazy shit. <laughs> so, Wait, you just chew the shell whole? Yeah, but you, you look at Aussie licorice and they got, like, mango, pina colada. You're like, what's, they're getting into it like the taffy game. It's ridiculous. So... Head on down to your local Flying J and pick up a a hot bag of Turkmenistani licorice. Or maybe this is a pivot. Maybe he's just trying to... Maybe Turkmenistan produces a lot of licorice. I was going to say, he invested in a failing licorice company. (laughs) It's a pump and dump scheme. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing the markets, man. It's like penny stocks, baby. Oh, man. Well, God bless him. I mean... I mean, everyone can't get the vaccine, so we need an alternative. Whether the vaccine works or not, we still need an alternative. And if licorice works, I like that. Like, a, I was talking to like a like a 
a fisherman and he was like, you know what the cure for seasickness is? And I said, no, but I'd love to know because, you know, scientists have been working on it. And he goes, red, <laughs> he goes, red licorice. And I was like, what the fuck? There's no way that helps. He goes, yeah, because when you're throwing up from seasickness, it doesn't taste as bad coming up. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's not a cure. <laughs> that's not a cure, man. You're just making the barf taste better. Yeah, it's like um, I was when I was trying to open that the fucking fermented honey. I, I popped one of the jars open, no problem. And the other two were just impossible. So I'm like soaking them under hot water. I eventually nah, you like, had to call me. I came over and used my strength. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah my lady, she called her boyfriend over. I couldn't do it. So I called my boyfriend over and he just he rolled his sleeves up like Rosie the Riveter. But um, no, I couldn't get the goddamn tops off. And I'm fucking banging them on shit and I'm dipping them in hot water and I'm freaking out. And then... Um, but the, while I'm doing this, I'm I'm having her look up. Like, how do you open a fucking jar? This, I, I swear to God, it's impossible to open. I'm like trying rubber bands and like all types of like you know home remedies I've picked up over the years. And then uh, she's reading this like fucking like 45 paragraph blog, and then eventually it gets like it's just telling her backstory of like her life, and no one gives a shit. And then finally she's like, well, anyway, before I'm I put the container away, I wipe off the threads of the top of the jar uh, the so it doesn't get stuck honey. and I'm like that's not my problem I need to get the initial <laughs> fucking top off you crazy broad yeah but just whack it with the spoon that's the only trick I know that's all I've ever needed but then you get, you get the whole the lids are all dented up and I want yeah. it to look nice on my counter and whatnot. Nah, I'm not displaying my pickles <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck so that's it out of uh, Turkmenistan. I'm, I should look up. You know what? Let me, while I got you on the line here. Turkmenistan. Uh, main exports. <laughs> so we can predict what the cure is going to be next month. Uh, oh, well, they, first of all, they export $6.9 billion worth of goods, which sounds like a... A lot of money, but when you start talking about nations, like that's like the kind of business New Hampshire does. Six point yeah, nine billion do is not a lot. Yeah, they're always like, We approved six point nine billion to the Idaho Parks Department. I'm like, Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, playgrounds are expensive, whatever. Oh, so they just export like oil and cotton. Makes sense. Why haven't we invaded them yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably like canola oil. It's not Maybe yeah, maybe sense. we're scared of them. All right, I got a I got a real life gloves off. I'm gloves off in my family. Oh snap! Did you have a good Christmas? Hell no. My Christmas was canceled uh, one because of COVID, but this is really just a gloves off because my family's just liars and they lie about <laughs> the stupidest shit. And I'm worried it's going to, like, affect me, and I'm going to be a liar. Like, am I a liar? Am I lying to myself about being a liar? I think of myself as an honest person. I like to spit the truth. But my family just stupidly lies about stuff. So what happened was I got a, I got a stepsister who has been uh, – really hasn't broken a sweat since COVID came out. Like, she even – when it first happened and she had to homeschool her kids, she was – saying that she's the only person I ever heard in my life say that teachers shouldn't get paid as much as they do. Oh, oh, I would love to have a couple beers with that. And she's also like, she uh, is an esthetician who works two days a week. Oh, yeah. Um, but, um, and she works three-hour shifts. Anyway. So, so she's got a lot of theories on, like, economics, yeah. and, you know, foreign policy. The last like book that. she read was Paris Hilton's book, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like when you watch The View and you just have those four fucking gabbing hens just talk about like the war with Afghanistan and you're like, who the fuck even put this on your teleprompter? Yeah, it's like Jenna McCarthy and being anti-vaxxer. It's like, okay, maybe these vaccines are making kids retarded, but she cannot be the mouthpiece for this. (laughs) Jenna McCarthy (laughs) cannot be the one to spread this information. Whoa. For the love of God, get somebody in a lab coat to tell but me so, that. So, these, these so my making kids retards. lives in Orange County. She's still been going out, going to like big, big parties with people. Like she has the, she's like a, a 20, 
20 year old in Florida, like doing yeah. all the things people tell you not to do. And my sister flipped out because she saw like pictures at a party and all the kids with Santa and no, and no, uh, and no mask. And it was so funny because my stepsister's response was Santa said, you know, everyone gets a smile at Christmas. <laughs> it's like, yeah, listen to Santa. But so, okay, my brother-in-law, he gets COVID, right? Whatever. No big deal. Christmas is canceled. My dad's got a quarantine. My stepmom's got a quarantine. That whole fa- side of the family's got a quarantine. Except my my sister didn't come out from Utah, and she chewed my stepsister out saying, like, I want to come out for Christmas, but I can't because you guys are all over the place. You're going to give us COVID. And so she doesn't come out. My brother-in-law gets COVID, and the rest of my family cancels Christmas but tries to pretend that he doesn't have COVID because my stepsister doesn't want to lose face to my real sister like I told you so. Someone's going to get COVID in your family. Okay. So they're trying to pretend that no one has COVID even though they're canceling Christmas. And like my mom went over to drop (laughs) off my mom went over to drop off gifts that I gave my nieces and my stepsister said oh we're out of town. Except she's also posting shit on social media at her house, you know? <laughs> so it's like, if I do lie, I fucking commit to the lie. So I've been every- caught in one of those, though, where I'm like, sorry, I- oh, fuck. Like, like, I was supposed to be somewhere, and I'm like, oh, my bad, I fucked up, I, I left town, and then... I was like, oh, shit, I just posted, like, eight minutes ago on Instagram. I'm at a <laughs> gas station on Little Canyon. Um, so what's great about it is... So my dad calls me and says, hey, we're not doing Christmas. And then because of the COVID thing, I tell my sister, hey, Craig's got COVID. I can't even go to Caitlin's for Christmas. But I don't know. They're planning on lying to my sister. So my sister knows that (laughs) Craig has COVID. But my family's lying to my sister's face saying that she doesn't. But my sister's not even calling them out. My dad was in his car watching his grandkids open presents and Skyping my sister and trying to pretend that everything's normal. Wait, why is he in this car? He wanted to watch his my stepsister's kids open presents, but he can't be around them because of COVID. So he Craig pulled up to it. their house in his car? Yeah. He just stayed in the car. Yeah, and also Skyped my sister during that time. And just being like, yeah, this is just what we're doing this year. <laughs> like, see, they don't have COVID. I'm not going to get out of the fucking car, but see, they don't have it. <laughs> I'm not scared. But the the point is... He's just hanging out in a hazmat suit on her couch. See, she doesn't have it. We're not scared. He's just wearing a fucking garbage bag over his head. So, yeah, it would be a quick I told you so, but my sister knows. So they're lying to my sister, but my sister's not telling them that she knows either. So it's just the most <laughs> retarded, stupidest thing. And another lie that my... I love the pettiness. Another great example of my family being liars is... I bought my stepmom a tarantula a couple years ago mm-hmm. for her birthday. And my I guess my family, my dad's house got like really bad mold in the foundation. And they had to like gut their whole kitchen and do a bunch mm-hmm. of shit. Cost of, yeah. you know, cost the insurance a bunch of money. The tarantula dies. Okay, whatever. It's a fucking spider. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and they they bought a new one and are going around like when I come over, they're like, hey, Billy Joel's doing really well. Go look at him. And it's like, I wouldn't, I, I don't know the difference, but somebody told me that the spider died. So why are you guys pretending? I'm a grown man. If they the did the equivalent a- of like the Disney Channel, like the sitcom Disney Channel mix up where like you lose their dog. So you, you get a dog and spray paint it. <laughs> yeah. If you, ki- okay, I give you a spider, right? That's the end of my caring. If you want to kill a it. Shit. Yeah. You kill it. I gave but, you a spider. I didn't give you a fucking cocker spaniel. Yeah, and even if I did, shit happened. So I go over, and my parents are like acting like the spider is doing great. And I'm like, I know it's a replacement. Don't fucking lie to me, you weirdos. <laughs> it's a lizard. They're like, isn't this an interesting spider? Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> like, Sorry, the store was out of spiders. Yeah, it's just such an unnecessary lie. And then I just keep thinking like, Okay, I bust them in a lot of lies, but what don't I know? Oh, like, that's I found a out, great I found one, out my dude. dad had a third wife like 10 years ago that no one ever knew about. Yeah. Well, there's, those are different. Like, um, 
Yeah, that is weird. A dad wife is something I should know about. But like, I'm reminded uh, my dad has a sister that just like the second she graduated high school, she was moved to like Ohio and has just never talked to anybody. But they're just like, hey, oh my gosh, I, I heard from Caitlin. Or I, I found Caitlin on Facebook. And I'm like, who's Caitlin? That's like, it's my sister. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It is kind of just weird. You're like, oh, this, there's just a person out there that is the same relation as like my Aunt Karen. And I see Karen all the goddamn time. Yeah, my but, grandpa had a secret son that he didn't tell anyone about. And then when he died, <laughs> he, he was just like banging the neighbor and got the neighbor pregnant. And but did nobody he, Arnold Schwarzenegger it where like when they finally revealed like he was banging his maid they're like oh shit that's why he went to his maid's son sixth grade graduation <laughs> no no one ever found out so there's a guy in Long Beach who's in his 60s who his dad is not his dad right but he thinks it is and when my grandpa died my fucking aunt and mom wanted to go find him and I'm like do not destroy this poor guy's yeah. life he's Don't been going it. you've been going your whole life without a brother okay whatever now you're gonna show up track we already they already tracked him down it's easy to find him and Mm -hmm. it's like no don't go knock on this guy's door and be like hey i'm your brother he's gonna find out his mom's a cheating whore let let it die (laughs) patrice o'neill had a joke about that where he was the second family so like it was just him and his mom his whole life and then he found out he had a brother Or, or he found out like he's like his mom was like, oh, no, your dad lives down the street. And he's like, I go to school with that motherfucker? That's my brother? <laughs> it, was just, it was just, but it was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, like, can I just be a piece of shit? Or do we ha- both have to be pieces of shit? Like, I don't, like, let me just let this kid have a normal life. Not thinking his dad's a total scumbag who fucked my mom 15 years ago. Yeah, there's a lot of lying for the right reasons. But it's like, at least lie better. Because... Nobody told me not to tell no. Nobody told me COVID was a secret, so I told my sister, and so yeah, just uh, oh yeah, that's happened before in my family. Where they're like, "Did you tell so and so that this happened?" And I'm like, "Isn't that what happened?" Like, yeah, but (laughs) I conferred with your aunt Jen, and we discussed we were gonna lie to everybody about it. I was like, "Then shoot me a fucking text message." Yeah, let's start a group chat. Let me. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start a group chat, and I'm just gonna go. I know the spider's dead, and everyone knows Craig has COVID. Let's stop playing this stupid game. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You just, just uh, you puncture it. You know what I mean? I'm not You're here making to pastries. Cause drama. You got to poke some holes in the top. I'm not emotional about it, but this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, fuck it. Gloves off so to that's families. It. Hats off to families, but gloves off to families. Yeah, dude. and that Christmas. Yeah, Christmas uh, was was uh, weeks for sure. I had a wonderful Christmas. Good for you. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I got more presents than I thought. Um, my nephew, who's, who's one, doesn't give a fuck about any other presents other than what I got him. So I'm like, hell yes. I was facetiming my sister last night. She, it's one of those like rolly things, the little plastic dome with the balls inside. So as you push it, it pops. Classic. Classic toy. It was like eight dollars, and she's like, "He won't put it down." I hate you because <laughs> it's just loud as fuck. He's just figuring it out, and he's just dragging it everywhere he goes. And she can't get him to like take naps or eat or anything. He just wants to hold on to it. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, Christmas successful." I always then, make the mistake at Christmas for my nieces because they just my stepsister is just raising them to be very dumb. So whenever I buy him a present, I'm like. It's a Discovery Channel, grow your own crystal or solar system, you know, something. I, yeah, I always try to do that, like make your own circuit board. And then I see all those presents in the closet unopened, not touched, while my while my niece is like singing Katy Perry into a microphone. So I'm like, all right, I need to get on their level. I need to stop. I can't change people. Well, that's where my thing is, is like with my nephew, I need to limit as much as I can that input you know what i mean because if i when he's like four or five and he's capable and i bring over like a wiffle ball set i don't want him to be like so consumed with tiktok or fucking call of duty you know what i mean so i don't know that's the real life struggles but yeah i had a lovely christmas i got a picture frame what what else i think that's it um i oh my mom got me a stocking with a oh this is cool this was in my stocking it's a beanie that has headphones in it. 
<laughs> the future uh, is now. Yeah, I feel like I'm in total recall, dude. Um, so I've got a uh, a stern hats off. <laughs> hats off to you, sir. So, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, they're having just, like, a yeah, regular, like, town hall. Like, you know, uh, whatever, regularly scheduled meeting. You know, they do them, like, every week or every month or whatever. And <laughs> the mayor, they did hit, like, two things on the docket and then, like, anything else. And then, like, third point of uh, business was uh, defund the police. The mayor brought it up. And there was five police officers there, right? Who <laughs> were uh, very opposed. Four police officers and uh, one sergeant. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to read the article. Fuck it. We'll let them do the work for me. On afternoon of October 21st, and this is just now coming out now because like the investigation is through. Um, seven Phoenix police officers. Get, oh, okay, seven. Uh, Cape Creek Station. Blah blah blah. Okay. So, <laughs> so when the mayor expressed her concerns and the possible defunding of the police, <laughs> Officer Paulos said, quote, if the mayor defunds the police, I'm going to fucking shoot her. <laughs> He's got a gun. He's got it. Well, you know what I mean? You got you got a room full of what? It's Phoenix. I'm assuming there's a few hundred people in this little town hall, right? Minimum. I mean, 85 show up to North Hollywood. It's just a little neighborhood. <laughs> so, and there's seven guys. So out of, you're going to literally piss off the only guys in the room with a gun? Do you know what I mean? Come on, mayor. Yeah, uh, as someone who has uh, recently called 911, um, maybe put a little more in the budget for answering 911 calls because it took me 10 minutes to get through on a Tuesday night at like 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I, so I forgot to mention, he didn't just like say this under his breath while he's like, you know, watching a door. Is They're all up on stage and it was quiet. And then he said, if she defunds the police, I'm going to shoot her. The whole room got quiet. <laughs> Yeah, as, as rooms do. They said about 10 seconds later, the sergeant broke the silence by saying, you're not going to shoot the mayor. And he, he replied, he looked at his sergeant and said, that's a promise. <laughs> you shoot the mayor, I shoot you. And then just everyone's threatening to shoot each other. Well, then here we go. We got some back the blue uh, controversy because they interviewed all of the police but they didn't get their story straight beforehand. So they're all lying for the guy, but they don't have, you know what I mean? So like one guy's like, oh, I thought he, he said like, oh, she's on my list. If she does this, <laughs> they, they all just had like different versions of like trying to protect this guy who said he'd shoot the mayor. He said he wanted a sandwich. That's what I heard. So we took him to a subway. Yeah, he said he, he thought the mayor wanted to play pool. And he said, I'll shoot some pool with the mayor. <laughs> Uh, a third officer remembers uh, him saying, if they defund the police, I'll go over to the mayor's house and shoot her up. That guy didn't get the message. <laughs> That's arguably worse. Let's bring her family into it. Yeah, it the becomes telephone, like... where it turns into like, <laughs> yeah. he said he was going to rape her. He said the kids have got to watch it. He said he was going to come over at like 7 p.m. on a Wednesday and just drive by her whole goddamn front lawn. He told his three-year-old daughter there was no Santa Claus. And the rem the three remaining officers decline to give comment, but the sergeant says they're all in a consensus believing he was just venting. <laughs> when they finally got to the officer, he <laughs> this is the best. His quote was, it's just a joke. That's all they have. His <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he put out like he has like a, a police union rep who like signed up, like typed a nice thing for him and all this was the only part they put in the article is it was just a joke. Imagine him just like shrugging it off, like, ah, what do you got? What do you, what are you talking? Yeah, ooh, I'm gonna, sh you know, everybody says that. Oh, I'll shoot the mayor. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so he's, like, but in his statement, he said, I don't know why they make a bid deal. He, he put bid, but the article corrects him and says, I think he meant big deal. <laughs> yeah. So they're also just calling him a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know why they're making a big deal about it. It's just a joke. But also, there's a lot of snarkiness in this article. Yeah, uh, journalists are very snarky. By now. Uriel J. Garcia and Jen Fifield from the Arizona Republic. 
<laughs> cool. Uh, <laughs> but they're very snarky in this goddamn article, which I wouldn't show that type of candor to a guy who threatened to shoot the mayor. <laughs> yeah, he's the mayor. <laughs> to the mayor in front of a couple hundred people. <laughs> he's a pol- yeah. First of all, you're not just a police officer. You're a police officer in 2020, the year we've had. A third of there's there's literally a global pandemic and a third of the drama is bad police officers <laughs> like, bro, keep it on lock. Yeah, something's got to happen to these snarky journalists, though, because they they got to pay. <laughs> like you, got, you, have, you haven't insisted on a reprimand for the police officer, but like we can't have snarky journalists. <laughs> no, no, not at all. They've ruined stuff. Yeah, they, uh, they yeah. So he's being charged with uh, making a terrorist threat, threatening, intimidating someone, threatening, intimidating a figure of public office. That's another one of those things where, like, don't charge him twice for the same thing. Just because she's the mayor. Yeah, Hit him she's with a, a person. Thing We're all the, humans. Yeah, come on. She's just a guy. You know, she's just a bitch who didn't want a normal job. She's like, oh, I can lie to people. I'll be the mayor of Phoenix. That's another thing. You're not the mayor of, like, L.A. or of, like, even Denver, bro. You're the mayor of fucking Phoenix. Do you know who enjoys Phoenix? No, people who move there just because it's cheaper than California. People who are going to die. It's the people who like Boca Raton, Florida. <clears throat> They're like, I literally couldn't handle the cold weather where I used to live. I'm moving to Phoenix. Like, their golf courses are made out of dirt. No one wants to fucking live there, dude. Oh, Jesus. Even my sister... She, she lives there, but she's like, she went to college there, so there was like a program, you know what I mean, where they helped you get a job after school. And she was, she's like, oh, you're gonna help me get a job in Phoenix? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I do like visiting Phoenix a lot because I got some people there, a lot of good food. But uh, I'm good for the, I'm good for the weekend. City. Yeah, it's the same as like Albuquerque, where you're like, what am I gonna like go down the main street where you have four bars in a in a in a Wow, a 10-story building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from L.A., motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, so charges are being uh, dropped. Anyway, this guy's been on the police department for 20 years. Definitely has PTSD. Um, let me see. So he, he was on the Pittsburgh Police Department for four years, which is skeptical. <laughs> yeah, any cop... Any cop in the state of Pennsylvania who transfers anywhere else, I'm very suspicious of <laughs> immediately. If you did what happened, what in happened Pittsburgh. in Philly? What happened in Pittsburgh? Huh? It must be, there's that Family Guy joke where Peter's like, "Well, I guess I, he does something." He's like, "Guess I got to move to Santa Fe," and it just cuts to him on a balcony. He's like, "Ah, the fresh air," and he just turns to the guy next to him. He's like, "Did you also publicly embarrass yourself in another major city?" <laughs> That's the only reason people move to the Southwest is because they had like a mental breakdown at a Target. <laughs> they gotta just move to fucking Santa Fe. Um, so he is, uh, he will be reprimanded. He might be fired, but because of his uh, like setup in the police unit and all that, he's gonna get a huge cash payout. So the city's actually trying to keep him on staff for a little while. So it's he's not fired because of this because otherwise. He's just going to get a retirement fund out of taxpayer dollars. So they're like, yeah. guys, it's, it's it's the same thing as like when uh, the, what's his name? Derek Chauvin, when he he killed George Floyd, he killed the guy. He fucking killed him. But everybody's like, no, go for murder in the first. And everybody's like, no, it's the second degree. Uh, get him. Give him a worse sentence. But like lawyers are on Twitter like, guys, that's easier to get off. Like, knock it off. Let's just get him for sure. Because if you guys go for like these crazy fucking, you know, charges, you might because you have to be convicted of specific charges. You have to be charged and convicted of that. Of you have to be convicted of what you were charged with. So, if he you charge him with second degree and then he gets first degree, you're like, well, he's off. Um, yeah, I got an uncle like that. He was he was a fireman for like six years, and he has a full retirement. I have no idea what he did wrong, but whatever he did, this, whatever he did, the city wants to keep it quiet because they're like, hey, we're going to pay you to shut the fuck up. We're going to pay you for the rest <laughs> of your life. This is the best deal on earth, you scumbag. Yeah. And it works. And and it's not what I mean, um, like, I, I don't know about other cities, but I know L.A. because of like um, 
the Rodney King things, they passed a thing where because lawsuits normally will come out of the police department's budget, and that's why it um, it's an incentive to kind of mitigate lawsuits. You know what I mean? To train your officers better, have a better command structure, all that. But what all it did was like the Rodney King thing happened. And you're like, well, our budget's you know seven million dollars for the year, and this thing cost the city. $4.2 billion. So I don't know exactly where you think this money's coming from. So then it, it got transferred to alternative funds. But what happens now is, whatever, fucking 30 years later, a cop beats a guy up, he sues the police department, and it doesn't come out of the police department's funds, so they don't really give a fuck. But uh, that's just me spending too much time on Wikipedia. That's it for this guy. What do you got? I got another gloves off. Mm. Uh Ripped straight from the headlines of my life. It's uh, gloves off to you, sir. Yeah, I just want my friend. There we go. There we go. All right, my friend just died. Not a gloves off to him. He was a good man. All right, uh, but dude, I went to his funeral, and this is something that happens at pretty much every single funeral I've ever been to. Why is the person who's emceeing the funeral? An 80-year-old man who's never met the dead person. What a great point. What a great point. It's always either a pastor or the guy who works for the mortuary. Because this one, the whole funeral was at a cemetery. So they got their little church. We looked at his dead body. And then we went to the grave. And the pastor gave a speech about him. And they always fuck up the guy's name or the girl's name. And... They're not very good public speakers. This guy works for fucking Four's Lawn or whatever cemetery I was in. He does this 40 hours a week. He should be killing it. Like, he should have gags and jokes that he reuses. Like, he's working the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland? Like yeah. He's, he's like, use the same... Like, hey, I wasn't at the last funeral. Reuse some of these yeah, bits, yeah. buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it's always a stranger memorializing this dead human... When the place is filled with people who knew and loved them, there's mm-hmm. got to be a good public speaker in the bunch. Yeah. Uh, so me. I've, I've, I'm a good public speaker. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, I have to stop. I've been to two funerals where I had to stop myself where I was like, should I just go up and fix this right now? Because this is not good. But the, uh, yeah, I'll, I've been to like, so my aunt Elizabeth, she had diabetes and she was a meth addict. So that didn't work out. And she had a good funeral. It was like just close family. She was like a reclusive hoarder, but um, yeah, there's like maybe like 80 people there, and the pastor just went up and did like an opening thing, and then he opened the floor to her family to like tell stories or eulogies, whatever. There's no like specific you know eulogizer or whatever. Yeah, that but gets then, fucked up too, though, because that can go on forever. Like the funeral I went to, like they said it right away. They're like, once the priest was done, they're like, hey, it's gonna be me, mom, and my brother. Everyone else, save your stories for the after party. That's good, too. I don't mind that either. Um, but when you were talking, it reminded me of my friend Steven killed himself in high school. Um, this chick was just playing games with him and just drove him over the edge. And he was also had like a shitty home life. Like it was a whole thing, you know. But um, he <laughs> so he untied the tire swing up on the cow fields and he stood on the tire, put the rope around his neck and then rolled the tire down the hill. Wow. And, bye bye childhood. Yeah, like fucking gnarly. Like a, he's watching like a his weird visceral way to roll away. It like it's. <laughs> I've thought about it so much. This is my senior year of high school. This happened, but I, we all went to the church, and I remember first of all being pissed off because literally half there's probably two hundred people there, and half of them like hated us because we'd like just stand against a building and make fun of everybody that walked by. Just like to their face. Um, and people were like, oh, I'm going to miss him. It's like, he would have called you a faggot. If he was still alive, he'd still call you a faggot. Yeah, that uh, happened to me. A guy killed, a, it wasn't really a friend, a, a companion killed himself at, at our high school prom after party. Whoa. Hung, hung himself in the bathroom. And nobody liked this guy. He was creepy. He was mean. It wasn't like he was like a nerd and he got at bullied. At somebody else's him. house? It was at a hotel. Oh man, I forget city proms are lit. Like we all we rented a floor of a hotel, so like we just found him in a bat in a he hung himself 
You know that, like, you know, bro. That my senior prom was at the Ag Hall for the Antelope Valley Fair. It's where they literally <laughs> auction off pigs. It's where they were playing Flow Rider in the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, ours was at a Hilton, but uh, but yeah. So uh, that always happens when people die. They act like they were awesome. I remember one girl literally sat at the funeral, or it wasn't the funeral. It was after he died. She goes. I remember I let him borrow a pencil once in homeroom. And I'm like, oh, that's not a memory. I've given out hundreds of pencils. Yeah, you could have made that up also. Yeah. No, but that was the, what I was getting to was the, um, the pastor. Because it was a funeral, so it had to be held at a church, right? I mean, that's where you hold them. Um, and there's four churches in town, so they just fucking picked one. His parents just fucking picked one. And it happened to be the church closest to his house. So like, yeah, let's go there. Um. And fucking, the pastor went on for like 45 minutes about how if he had found Christ, he might not have done it. And like, like wild shit. And I'm like, bro, do you realize how insulting this is to like the, the 14 people here who really fucking love this guy? Yeah, they his mom's just like bullshit. bawling. And he's like literally on the, and he literally had like a slideshow where he's like hitting projectors. Like, here's a drawing I did where it's like, it was like a cross and down it, it was like, no Jesus, or no, down it was no Jesus, like K-N-O-W, Jesus, um, no love, and then across the cross, it was no Jesus, no love, N-O, Jesus, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a dichotomy. And like the, the O's crossed over or something, but it's literally this guy just like, my one of my best friends just fucking killed himself, and there's this like 45-year-old like guy just talking about how awesome Jesus is, and how you... Your friend wouldn't have done it if he was in our cool club. It's like, yeah, or they lie the other way where they like they have their agenda. Like, um, the guy who just died last time I hung out with him, where he was telling me he was 70 years old, he was telling me he didn't believe in God. And then, like, (laughs) but then they've got like a born again Christian daughter who's just like, and he's been so close to the Lord lately. It's like, I was drunk with him at Chili's two months ago, and <laughs> he doesn't believe it all. He's also not a fan of you. <laughs> yeah, seriously, which is great because he has a son who's a, a college baseball coach, and I hear so much about that guy. And then when I saw the daughter, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know he had a daughter. Uh, but, <laughs> that's, he's so super proud of him. But he, I knew he had a son, uh, that's for sure. Um, it reminds yeah, me of... Uh, uh fuck what was i just oh my little sister's wedding when we went there me and my girlfriend were talking about it the other day where the pastor did that same thing where they're getting married and it's like my sister and her husband they're holding hands doing like their vows and shit and the pastor speaks up and he's like you know doing his thing where he's like you guys must love each other and always know your love will win out and this and that but then he like got real serious and he's like but your love for each other will never outdo how much jesus loves you like he got like real intense and like He's like, you put the Lord first. And he's like looking them in the eyes individually. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, my uh, best. Can we, just, can we just say I do, get some kisses and start this taco truck? What's happening? Yeah, <laughs> my best experience with that was I was at my cousin's baptism. And the priest, who I found out later was like brand new and nobody liked. But he started going on and on about how like these Disney Channel stars are posing sexually on their instagram and how it's bad and how little fucking miley cyrus used to be so sweet and now look at her and what kept saying she literally said to my infant niece like uh i I really hope you don't like want to be a pop star when you grow up or something it's like she's four months old (laughs) dunk her in water and let's get on with it you psycho yeah, well, there's like there's a baptism and then there's like a confirmation where they like they give you like an Italian name or whatever, you know, uh, where it's like you're supposed to be baptized when you're a baby and then baptized again when you're like an adult. So it's like most dudes like between they're like 16 and 20, they'll get baptized again because you can actually like understand. Yeah, you, know, you the make the choice it. for yourself and you have a sick youth pastor and you yeah, guys some, surf a some lot. dude with sweatbands and spiky hair is like, hey, man, I think you should do this for God. But. I, overall, keep hold on. Can you kickflip? Because I'll do it if you can kickflip. <laughs> um, fuck. Yeah, Is so that that's you? it. Yeah, that's it. Just funeral. Right. Let's get people who know what they're doing running funerals because when funerals are lit, they're fucking lit. 
and dude, I love you know who, who dies the best? The your Irish. friends, <laughs> <laughs> the Irish dude. Um, and I'm not talking not talking about like an Irish wake, like in The Wire, where they just like put you on a pool table and everyone just has <laughs> drinks around you, which is but pretty like, cool. Which is I I don't know how much it is like different from their daily life, but like all I know, like uh, my friend I used to work with died, and then. Um, I didn't realize how Irish he was till I went to this 50-year-old Irish guy's wedding. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Like, the crossover was insane in terms of just, like, vibe. Where people are, like, getting fucked up. Like, you do the thing, like, at the wake. You know what I mean? It was an open casket funeral. So, like, they'd say their piece and everything. And then, they had, like, everybody lines up to go, like, you know, say goodbye to the body or whatever. And people are like just pouring booze on him and like taking swigs out of like jams and flasks. And I'm like, this is fucking insane. And then they're like, all right, uh, the guy got up and it was this dude from Ireland. He was like his second cousin. He's like, oh, quit crying. Uh, he's like, let's, I, I ordered long sandwiches from the subway shop. Let's get drinking. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man. Uh, all right. So this one, I have a feeling. Had I never worked in a restaurant, <laughs> it probably would have been a hats off, but it's, it's a hard gloves off because I've dealt with this lady. So a server in Edmonton, right? I don't know if I should do this the way the article, the, the timeline the article lays out or in the proper chronological order. Um, okay, so a lady walks into a bar in Edmonton, right? Um, the <laughs> one of the waitresses walks up and says, "Hey, you need to have a mask." She goes, "Hey, I don't have a mask." So she pulls a brand new one in plastic out of her apron. She goes, "Here you go. We give them to the customers who don't have them. Here you go. Put it on." So she puts it on, gets to her table, takes it off, which is like I guess acceptable. Whatever. It's all regional now, and nobody's. Oh shit. I think right, we might well, have lost it. like every single week. <laughs> hey, on the bright side, we are going back in person very soon. Studio is about to launch. Oh, that'll make it way better. We'll get rid of our glitches. Mitch won't freeze anymore. The long-awaited but, uh, videos on the way. Yeah, this does happen every week. We got a new studio. We broke ground on it a couple months we ago. Did, once, um, we get the, once we get the gold leaf in and the swimming pool... Well, we Capitol Records closed down on us, unfortunately. They finally kicked us out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're struggling, though. Yeah, they, I mean, who's guys, buying records? But, yeah, yeah that, the contractor's trying to fuck me on that gold pool. I told him I'd pay whatever anything, but I didn't mean anything. Maybe I misspoke, but uh, we'll, figure it, we'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, 2021 will be a great um, videos launching, YouTube's launching. I'm excited. Hogo 21. Yeah, it's going to be a new year. We're, you guys, gonna, we're all uh, COVID free. Survived a pandemic. We kept going. <laughs> yeah, I Hats had a, off to you. I had my lady only take half the vaccine, so she snuck the other half home to me. Nice. Stuck me. Good call. Good call. So, well, I guess one thing I could talk about while we're waiting for old Mitchie to come back is I just watched Gone in 60 Seconds, and holy shit, was that a great experience. A I have not seen that in a long time. And also, All right, sorry. I've never. Let me just wrap this thought up since somebody abandoned us. Uh, Go ahead. In Gone in sixty seconds. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Never seen a movie that reps Long Beach so hard. Mm -hmm. Yet, not a single. Sh there's not a single scene in Long Beach. Like they it's drop. In there. Yeah. They drop Long Beach like every twenty seconds, and everything's filmed in downtown L.A. But it's a uh, man. That movie's incredible their shop is in long beach and literally yeah. like the two shots where they pull up like at the pier like when they show up and they're like hey bump low rider and the, to, so they can blow the cake cocaine off the ground with the exhaust when the <laughs> cops pull up you can tell it's because there's the bridge in the background but yeah uh, sorry i got cut off i uh i only get cut off when i'm in the middle of like four minutes of talking and i don't realize how long i've been cut off yeah it's a weekly tradition i i, I bought this goddamn laptop in like february i don't know why the fuck and my wi-fi is bad too it's pissing me off i'm fucking i'm over it dude 
All right, so this Edmonton lady, right? How, okay, so did I, how far did I get? So the lady walks into the bar. The waitress hands her a mask. She says she doesn't have a mask. Waitress hands her a mask. She goes, sits at her table, takes the mask off, goes up to the bar to order something. The bartender says, hey, you have to have a mask on. And she says, go fuck yourself. The bartender's like, um, you have to have a mask. And she's like, I don't have one. And then the waitress who gave her a mask walks up and says, no, you gave, I gave you one when I walked in. You have one. Please put it on. So the lady throws a fit. And she goes and sits at her table. And then I guess the CCTV footage, the lady's sitting at her table screaming at the waitress, like, fuck you. And Because there's no audio. But you, you just see hands waving and they're clearly yelling at each other. Uh, and so the waitress starts gesturing, like, then go to the, there's the door. Bye. It's like her dad's restaurant, I think. Um, so... The lady gets up, comes over, and just smashes a glass over the waitress's head. Ooh. Like they're in a fucking tables, ladders, and chairs match in the <laughs> WWE. Uh, so she... I, so... She, how this all started, so she goes up to the waitress, she stands on her tippy toes, and tries to choke her, right? <laughs> so then she shoves her heart away. She almost falls over, but she catches herself, and then she just reaches up on her table, grabs a glass, goes back to the lady, and just smashes it over her head. And then this burly woman of a waitress just basically picks the woman up and throws her out of the restaurant on her own. Nice. And then walks back in, and the bartender's like, hey, your fucking head's bleeding. So we got... Let me see. Uh, Yeah, that's one thing. Holy shit. That's one thing that I think movies have numbed us to is... There's a lot of like beer bottles being broken on people's heads and glasses, and they always get right back up. But you get one glass broken on your head, you are fucked up. No, I always knew that because I remember like you, you ever in like junior high and you'd find like an empty liquor bottle or like a beer bottle, you'd throw it up like eighty feet in the air and it doesn't break. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you're like, you're like, how the fuck does this smash over Burt Reynolds' head? That's why, like in a yeah, in True Lies. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis hits Tia Carrera in the head with a champagne bottle and it does yeah. not break, which I like. That would murder you. The bottle wouldn't break, your skull would. Yeah, those bottles can withstand a lot because I've thrown empty jack bottles really high into the air. <laughs> and so at the end of the article, they're like, um, less than an hour before the glass incident, the same female tried to repeatedly in vain to order alcohol after the 10 p.m. cutoff. So this lady walked into a, a bar drunk after last call and was pissed they wouldn't serve her without a mask. And so she finally put a mask on and like, we still can't serve you. Because <laughs> the, the alcohol cut off because of COVID for some reason is 10 o'clock, but the restaurant could stay open till midnight. Which once again, that makes all the sense in the world. So this lady yeah. was just in this place for like two hours, just causing trouble. And then finally... Just smash this bitch over the head. Yeah, a few things piss people off more than one, getting cut off, and two, the restaurant being closed. Like, the amount of times where I'd be like, I am sorry, but we've been closed for 45 minutes, and we're literally next door to another bar. So, you got options. You got options. But, uh, yeah, people get very upset. And there's that's a great way to find out how drunk someone is. When you already know they're drunk and you tell them they can't get more drunk in your bar, then they tell you how non-drunk they are. Um, so the police asked her if she could help like, identify the woman. And the waitress's response was, she got another customer's face, called her the B word and a C word, and kept going off about how she's a young black woman with black woman rights. <laughs> it was just like, and then the next line was just, no one brought up race but her. Um, oh, oh, fuck. This is funny. So when the bartender she needs a bartender told her she needs a mask, um, she went off on another customer because the other customer just like said to her, like, how do you not know about the mask stuff yet? <laughs> He'd like just can you imagine you're sitting at a bar and then the bartender's like, hey, sorry, you need a mask to order. And she starts freaking out and you you're just like the guy like having a beer and you're like, hey, how do you not know about the mask stuff yet? And she starts freaking out on you. You're like, oh, this bitch is clearly fucking mentally deranged. 
Yeah, she's looking for trouble. Yeah, we're nine months into it. You may be against the mask, but please tell me you're aware of the mask. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, please tell me you've heard of them. Is that from Princess Bride? She's like, you've heard of me, though, haven't you? Uh, um, and then another person said, as the waitresses... This isn't the quote from the waitress. This is a, a quote from a witness. Somebody at the bar who witnessed this. The waitress basically did like a cartoon throw out where she picked her up by like the scruff of her neck and her the back of her belt and just tossed her out the front door. And she said, have a good night. These are the laws. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. Uh, so anyway, she's back at work after surgery. This bitch got fucked up. Uh, I surgery? Know. I don't know if you can see. Like, she got gashed. It split her whole fucking bridge of her nose open. Anyway, this is like the ninth incident like this in the Edmonton area. So, you fucking Canucks better chill out. Yeah, just go drink at home. Canucks, I mean, they drink like crazy. I had no idea how much Canadians drink until my uh, adult life. Yeah, because you always hear like the Irish and like. What, like Russians, Polish? You're like, oh, those are drinking people, you know? But like Australians and Canadians, they do not fuck around. Like if you're, if you're going to visit Australia, go um, when they have like work. You know what I mean? Don't go, don't go on their summer break because you're going to die. Yeah, that's how I felt. Uh, I, I went to a wedding of half Canadian people and they really opened my eyes. The amount of hockey rinks I got invited to in Canada and farms was unbelievable. Yeah. But the wedding ended. I'm literally swimming in the ocean with this Canadian guy because the wedding was near near a beach. Mm -hmm. And it was like, all right, this makes sense. I'm floating in the ocean with a stranger. And holy shit, did we have fun. Um, no, they know how to have a good time for sure. But also it's just like, and also we're generalizing, you know, not all of them are awful, but we did do that story a couple months ago about the <laughs> that Australian guy that would get so hammered on business lunches that he would rob banks. So <laughs> I, I've, I don't know if you've ever been that drunk, but yeah, I've like stolen times. flowers from grocery stores and stuff like that, but never bank robbery. Never. <laughs> Not in my life, dude. All right. So I'm done. I'm out. I'm done, too. Let's end this sucker. Hey, let's end this sucker. This is hats off, gloves off, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. I had a, this is a good one. Uh, make sure you follow us. Um, and I know you're not because the people who listen to the podcast and our Instagram following is not the same. Yeah, these things so we're, are not we're the same. To you. Yeah, and uh, I'm on month eight of trying to figure out. <laughs> I I created the the Instagram under my own Instagram, so I I can't. I don't know. I have to figure out how to give the Instagram password to your sister so she can help us out eventually. But oh, yeah, um, I've totally forgotten about that. All right. Yeah, you do. You you take your time. As it I stands, know your passwords are sacred. Well, you know, I got tons of stuff I'm doing these days. Um, <laughs> so, um, but anyways, I need you guys to follow us at HogoPod. At HogoPod is our main line of communication for just general communication. You want to just chit chat? Fine. Um, comments, corrections, suggestions, or dick pics go straight to Spencer, but um, everything else goes straight to the Hogo Pod or on uh, my personal Instagram, which is at Mitchell Fill Up, um, at Robot Spencer, or at Beam Jeremy, super producer of Jeremy Beam. His dad's getting vaccinated. He's going to die soon. RIP, Papa, Papa Beam. Um, but send him <laughs> dick pics. But well, yeah, for, send for medical dick pics too. For medical yeah. reasons. Like, hey, pops. What, if it's I heard, extremely small, send it to Jeremy's dad. I heard you wear one of those yellow vests when, like, they spill toxic waste on like a freeway. Um, could you mind telling me what this thing on my dick is? And uh, these things always pan out. Um, speaking of which, Jeremy, I got to get your dad's number. I got a thing on my dick. No, but uh, <laughs> um, comments, corrections, suggestions, stories. Um, if you want us to like go find an update on a previous story. Because almost everything uh, we cover on this podcast eventually gets goes through the court of law. So there will be an update on it, whether it's like sentencing or charges, whatever. Or like, 
I might go back to like the first couple episodes, find some fucking jewels, and be like, hey, that was two years ago. This guy's, this guy's, you know, he got a five year sentence. He's he's served two of three. He might be out in six months on good behavior. Who knows? Yeah, they they deserve more updates, definitely. Um, but don't ever Google anything Turkmenistan because this is your one and only source for Turkmenistan news. <laughs> But other than that, uh, we thank you guys for listening, um, and we'll see you next time. Bye.